welcome to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast once again with your boy Darry Lips and as always my happy-go-lucky buddy Gio. How are you, sir? I suffered for you people this week. <laughs> Wait till you see what you got this week. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Well, it's escalated now. People are like, "Ah, oh, he does matches." Okay. <laughs> Oh God! Just get <laughs> run. I know. I, I swear. Know. But you will. Fine, Damon. How are you, sir? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Good. Good. And fine. happily, finally joining us over many uh, uh, arrangements. Finally, Colonel Stutters is with us. How are you, good sir? I am. I am doing well. How How is everyone else doing today? Yeah, it's warm still, even though the temperature's gone down. But I can. Just so muggy in the Clummy. UK, that's the issue. Yeah. Clummy. There's just no, there's no air, you know? We need it's, to... an, it's an acceptable warmth. It's not a, uh, you know, not, oh, God, my my shoes are melting to the sidewalk like it was for you guys. Last weekend. Uh, uh, let, yeah. <laughs> Last weekend was, was vicious. 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 Right. Wrestling. All a little bit yes. excited at the minute. A little bit fun again. Like been a while since i've been excited for many shows not even just one i mean be fair, even new japan doing bits but like it's been a long long time since there's been a bit of hype about wrestling and i think we'll see we should just jump straight in because last time we was here was the start of vince retiring and obviously now triple h has had a good few weeks to do his thing so i think first of all let's start geo what's your first impression of the changes liking the the way that they're bringing up the people that they're bringing up or returning like Dexter Loomis just being some creepy dude who's crashing cars and is not really saying anything oh, and allegedly perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah allegedly but yeah um yeah yeah Damo what's your first thoughts on where WWE is it's been an exciting month like you can see, I'm not going to pretend that it's fixed. I'm not going to pretend that we're watching the greatest wrestling product we've seen in forever. But like, there's been a very distinct turnaround. Um, the matches feel a bit more real. The promos don't feel like it's two imbeciles reading off a script. It feels like they've got a bit of heart in them. Like Gio said, the people have been brought up. So you've got Loomis doing all these alleged things. <clears throat> Throw it over to NXT 2.0 where. Um, Indy got the uh, index mm. love letter, like little subtle drops. Um, it's, it's yeah, it's actually. I, I actually have stayed up and watched Raw comfortably rather than through pain. I mean, I like it because it's not you know you're not getting Michael Cole immediately being like, oh my, that's Dexter Loomis. Everybody, Dexter Loomis is right there. Look, Dexter Loomis. They are, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are, they 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 treated that whole Dexter Loomis situation like uh like this isn't supposed to be the focus. You know, we're not going to acknowledge the the disgruntled fan in the crowd because the audience's focus should should be on what's in the ring and and what you know a regular sport would do. And the fact that it's like they 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 trail off with the is that Dexter? Just like as a question, like, huh. Okay, wasn't expecting that, and just allowing everyone else to speak about it and speculate. It 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 allowed the audience to talk about it and get buzz after your product was over. It was great. And yeah, I suppose, like to you, like you know, we're we're in a discourse in Discord where you know you've been you know very vocal about the problems within WWE, which is part of the reason that we wanted you on there with where AEW is. But what are your thoughts now on where WWE is compared to, you know, some of the stuff? You know, I don't think you've managed to sit through a roar for ages from the bits I've seen, but where are you feeling that it's going, like, as an old-school sort of WWE fan now coming through the changes? So, so, so um, my breaking point with WWE was Hell in a Cell 2019, where it ended in a DQ. Um, which I think that was a, a breaking point for a lot of people. But from 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 then until SummerSlam this past year was, I had watched maybe five episodes of Raw, and Triple H taking over brought me back. Um, I can say that the last three weeks have been 
eye-opening and and interesting to watch for the first time in in a, in a long time. Um, and but I can also say that they progressively have been coming down for me in quality. Like you got the Big Bang first week, and it's slowly coming down to what is going to be like a normal pace. I I I would say. Um, I can definitely say that um, I'm in super enjoying the world building that WWE is doing, where backstage feels like an actual place where things are happening. Um, it's no longer just, I mean, it, it still exists, whereas, you know, your television, hanging cloth, and lights going up the cloth for an interview segment or, like, a locker room. But no, like, the the where there's people conversing and talking and things are happening back backstage and, and, you know, things are, are happening. It, it feels, it feels much larger than it once did. And it's not just your ring area an interview area and maybe a locker room. Well, so Gia, what, to you, what are you hoping next? What, any more returns? So I think my current worry is here you go. Play a bit devil's advocate. Everyone got hype when AEW makes signings, you know, that's what we like to see. Some guys mm-hmm. that maybe have had a rough time in WWE or somewhere else and they've picked him up and blah, blah, blah. Then what happens when he's got all these guys back? And do you think there's worry there when he's signed everything that he needs and there's no more big signings to make, no more debuts to do? Do you think he can sustain story though? To me, I don't think there's anybody else that he needs to resign. I no, mean, I mean, I, guess- I read today, it looks like Gargano and Wyatt are probably definite. I, I mean, just getting Santos Escobar, which I think after Santos Escobar, honestly, the rest of these people that were released, do we really want to see any of these guys? Are we, do we really want to see, like, a, a Fandango show back up and not <laughs> Anything again, like maybe for a rumble. Hey, hey, I am, I am all for <laughs> Fandango and Tyler Breeze coming back. Give me more fashion police all day. Um, no, I, but yeah, like, no, like do, do you think that it'll just be like a couple more signings and then maybe just the shuffle with the draft? Uh, yeah, because I tweeted that out. I don't know if you guys saw that. I, I, I blocked you. Tweeted out. I I, I <laughs> out a tweet and said, "Hey, the." And I tangled you guys. They said, it looks like the draft is coming back probably by September. And then I said, me, I said, let's get our bets ready. And then I think I added Jay and I said, ah, you're yeah, not welcome. Yeah, Jay, Jay's, Jay's a cheat. <laughs> what about, what I said, a, you're not welcome this time. What about you, Damo? What is there, do you think there's many more signings or you think it might just be an in-house shuffle for him now? I feel like with the way that they're doing things, I think, they're tying in ready for uh, Gargano and Candice to come back. I tried to find Candice posted something about Indy yesterday on a story, but it's gone now because it was 24 hours ago, um, that sort of hinted that she was coming back as well. Um, and Gargano did his interview where he said that the way he wanted to be this super heel thing, but then it didn't work out because of COVID. And I think the few times that Loomis has been involved near ringside have featured people that, Theory has feuded with mm. in the re- in recent times, so I think that's hinting at that. And then obviously him reaching out to Indy, I think that'll come in. I think well, Bray was an odd one because yeah. we talk about Bray at least once a month, whether it be oh he's joined AEW, he's joined WWE. Honestly, don't care. Like if he don't come back, he don't come back. Um, I think one signing that will probably happen, um, based on a few recent conversations. Um, would be Triple H will bring back everybody's favourite um, misdemeanor man, the Dream. I think Velveteen Dream will be one of the only other names that are free and available mm, that Triple H makes that. a play for. Yeah, that's one Triple I can H get behind. Yeah, fan. yeah, and he was a fan, and now he's all obviously found out that there was a lot more to the initial reactions. It's a very talented boy. The thing is, I think for Dream that came out and. He's not really a character that would have done well in COVID, well, you know? Once, yeah, tri- you know? Triple H wanted to keep him and put him behind a mask to sort of hide him and protect him a little bit. But Vince was like, nah, we're getting rid. So that's why he went. 
So I think Triple H would probably make a play of that. But other than that, at the time, that was a smart decision, though, to get to get rid of him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they had to do something. I mean, and now that it's obviously been found out, it wasn't exactly as we thought. But yeah, I mean, I didn't think of him coming back, but that is definitely a Triple H point. And so, yeah, so yeah. Um, but what do you think that makes at AEW? So, you know, Triple H coming in obviously makes it a bit more open season. I think it won't be as many people being released and wanting to leave as bad. I think a lot of people will see it as a second chance. Do you see many people running their contracts out and going back? Or do you think they'll be just fine? Don't rush at once, see? Oh, the pressure. <laughs> okay, right. So, go on. I... Toy Khan said in an interview last week, I think it was, um, because it was something that I wanted to touch on, but we didn't have a podcast because you were away, I were away, it just didn't work. Um, he said that he feels that it's going to be good for AEW and bad for AEW um, because he can see from what Triple H has done in the past with NXT and the people that have been linked back to WWE, um, they have a very similar sort of idea in mind of what they want to build around and who they want to utilise. Um, he said as well that it was great to see that the product had improved. Mm. Like he could see that there was a clear improvement in the product. So I think I think it benefits them in a way that they've actually got a wrestling product that is starting to step back up. And I've noticed, especially last night's Dynamite was really good. Mm. Like it's like AW have seen it and gone, yeah, you know what, we need to up our game because they've significantly upped their game, which will be good for us. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think last night. Although again, I still. As much as they're good, I hate the promos that bring up WWE angles, and I just, I, I just hate it. I don't know. Yeah, like Punk went for that cheapness by calling Ambrose, yeah. calling Moxley shit as Ambrose and shit as in BCC, and yeah, and then mentioning like the best Kingston, second best Kingston. I just like it was a bit much. Like I get that we're gonna have to touch on people's history a little bit, but I just, I think a part ugh. of that is because. Uh, Moxley said he would only ever return to WWE if Vince wasn't there. Yeah, he did. So they've sort of got the fear because I think Moxley works on a two-year deal, which ends next year because uh, he wants to have the flexibility to be able to do what he wants and sort of control his own path. And I think they're sort of trying to make him realise that WWE didn't appreciate him, whereas he's world champion there, um, which I think leads to him retaining and sort of unifying the two the two titles um, when. If it, whenever that match actually plays out, considering the changes that were made last night. So I think AEW, and especially Punk's Punk, is a bitter, twisted little man. Like, he's, you know, I think he's going to try and make a play for making people who are there that they fear could go back realize that actually you were mistreated and here you're something special. So yeah, use that angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, they have announced that they're going to do. Um, Moxley Punk on Dynamite, you know, before All Out. What what do you think that would mean for All Out? I, I think it's it right now it is it's a desperate grab at ratings. Giving this match away for 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 free is crazy to me. Yeah, like is yeah, like I, I would agree. Like I don't I don't see the point. Like I felt that they started to build All Out main event really well last night. Like, that mm -hmm. made me want to watch all that. It made me think about, okay, I think maybe I'd want to watch that. You know, Punk Moxley will always be a banger. Do you know what I mean? It's always one I'd be interested in watching. Putting it on TV? Eh, I don't know. But then now you haven't got a main event, unless it goes to, like, one of them time limit draws and they go again. Or or it ends in some sort of fuckery, you know, where... What, um, they add page to the match or something? All out? Uh, I mean, I don't, something where I definitely a time limit draw or some sort of thing that causes Moxley or Punk not being able, like the match never actually gets started and like someone gets like hauled away or something and and because like I feel like they they, they want to give this match at least some of its moment uh, to then you're not having everything be overloaded when let's say, an MJF comes back uh, at All Out to then, like, mm. face off against, um, you know, to call his shot against Punk after he gets his title back, you know? It, just, 
But just think, a theory, but like do you not think that having it right. end that way again cheapens it? Because they had obviously they've had so many no contest like timeout draw like bullshit finishes. Page, it? Yeah, like it seems to be the recurring yeah. theme of oh we don't want to bury we don't want to make either guy look weak, let's time limit draw it, let's no contest it. Like, is that WWE better than a D- no, but, is that better than a DQ? But WWE gets shit on for that. Mm. WWE has a no contest or a double count out or anything like that, and it gets shit on AEW, and it's like, oh my god, it's built the match really well you for think a that's rematch. Part of the problem, though, of the wrestling community that AEW will face because they're not giving them the criticism when they should. Like, I think that more should be said about you know Andrade, Rush, and Lee. I'm guessing that they broke them up again and feeding them to the Young Bucks and Omega last night just is exactly how they've treated Andrade. And I don't, I would say Andrade's been treated exactly the same in AEW as he was in WWE, if not a little bit worse. But no one... It's a shame. You know? It's a a true shame because dude's gone through a complete body transformation. He he is a heavyweight to, like, Vince's wet dreams. Um... Like he he honestly is perfect to go back to WWE at this point. I I have a feeling it was him who was contacted about going back to WWE. See, I, d- I whole... don't know if it was because I don't think he would go and tell AEW because I think he would go back. Mm. Who do you think it was then? Uh, Adam Cole, maybe. I mean. You know what? You got to think it was someone who was a little bit less profile, who's not being fe- featured. As much, I mean, maybe like Cole got a prominent role right now. Well, he's injured, oh, so that's he's like injured. not around at the and, it, Yeah, so they're still he's... trying to do a storyline with the Young Bucks through his and Kyle's injury. Right? Oh, they're both Cole. injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not injured enough that they can't be there. They just can't wrestle. And uh, the the well, what was what was it? Uh, Adam Cole did suffer a concussion and something, and he went into a match with. With uh, shoulder issues uh, at the Forbidden Door against uh, Okada and um, uh, uh, Hangman Adam Page and Jay White. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're gonna have some sort of like double pin, and they're both gonna keep claiming they're champions until the pay per view, and then they'll have a ladder match or something to unify it. Yeah, for me, I yeah. match was a disaster waiting to happen. I just, yeah, I wouldn't do the match myself. I would. It got me interested in All Out last night because what was the only matches in? Mm-hmm. It was like the Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm one, which whatever, and the six man and Wardlow yeah. and FTR. So that's like I'm not bothered to be Satnam Singh in a ring. <laughs> yeah, and then when it added Mox Punk, you're like, okay, actually, those two with like the cuffs off, let them go. Mm-hmm. Moxley bleeding again. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's a bit much. <laughs> who, 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 who has thin, thin or skin? Brock Lesnar or Moxley when it comes to bleeding? <laughs> I think the. I think all this time we've been naming BCC wrong. I don't think it's Blackpool Combat Club. I'm I think kid. it's Bleeding Combat Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. those guys get in a match, they bleed. Yeah. The only other thing I can think of is this is you know they're gonna write Punk off somehow, and um, they're just gonna have him be have Moxley be the regular champion because are we even do we even know if Punk got cleared from his foot? Oh yeah. yeah I think he says he says so. I do it's a big risk, someone on that much money and that high profile, it's a big risk. Especially with Kenny returning. They didn't need to return. Yeah, Punk they didn't need Punk if he wasn't ready. I mean is Kenny ready? Like I didn't think he was gonna be back for a while. Um I don't think he's hundred percent but I think he's ring cleared. Right, um, so it's well, just a bit it's Kenny Omega, and he didn't well, want to be in the first you place. Is, do you think this is just a way for Mox to become the permanent champion? I think they have to make Mox the permanent champion. You know, but and Punk then, doesn't need it. You no, know, and AEW need to commit to Mox for me. You know, do you, you know? think Punk maybe got cleared enough to just do this and then drop it, and you know, that's that's it for now until they're sure they can use him. Because I know there's a lot of fans that are like, if if he was this hurt, why make why make an extra champion and not just strip him and make one champion? Maybe. Well, they, they 
like they are definitely going a different route than most other people. Like, like what other companies do you know who do interim champions? WWE did it. They did it with the Cruiserweight belt. Yeah, yeah, they did it with Devlin and. Uh, oh, they did do it with Devlin. But they did it with Devlin and Escobar. I also think that they did. Yeah, no, no, but that there wasn't a, a a interim championship. That was a that was just he was straight up called the he was no, the champion. No, he was the interim champion. Yeah, he was. Oh, okay. he was yeah. Devlin was doing stuff over here in the UK, calling himself the champion as well. Yeah, well, gotcha. it was also because of COVID. He was, you know, because of COVID, yes. we weren't able to get him out of England. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. yeah think, so. So. Um. And go ahead. I I lost my thought. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we listen. Well, to say, we lose it all the time. <laughs> what I was going to say is, I think AEW also have the fear that having no champion is worse than having an interim champion. So they want to put someone in there straight away, out of fear of if we don't have a champion. WWE, everybody will say it. I'll say it as a fan. The product is rubbish when the champion's not there. Like when mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar used to come yeah. in, win the belt, and disappear for three months, you didn't care for the product as much. AW don't want that, so they'll have the interim champion. I don't think it's necessarily better than just saying, right, you're not champion because you're injured. We'll name a new champion, but I think it's better than saying champion is vacant. Let's swing it back to WWE with, with that thought. I mean, Roman deservedly taking time off. Uh, holding both top top titles, back to Triple H, you know, him coming in, changing thing, 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 changing things around. Those the U.S. title and the Intercontinental and the Intercontinental title have never been more important in like years. Yep, and the matches that he's had for them over the last couple of weeks, all bangers. Of course, yeah, you know, absolutely. Like the Champa Lashley match, Gunther Nakamura. I was, I wasn't expecting Gunther Nakamura to be as good as it was because it's two very different styles. But man, they rocked the house. Mm. And then obviously, it was also the first time they've ever competed against each other in a ring. Same as then Lashley yeah. Styles, which I was quite surprised mm. to hear that Lashley yeah. Styles had never crossed paths before. Not gonna lie, the fact that they never face up is insane. Mm. All those yeah. years in TNA. Yeah, oh you would God. have thought just the years out of WWE it would have crossed paths somewhere over their times. Mm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but on that, so like obviously, obviously some attitude changes and some bits and pieces. Obviously, Kevin Owens coming out a bit more of himself. Drew's obviously number one contender. Do you see soon that they'll separate the belts from Roman somehow? And how do you do that, though, with keeping Roman sort of... I mean, can you pin him at the minute? Like... I think they do it at the draft. Ah. Uh, the... well, yeah, there's been rumors. I think it was Fox apparently does want. Uh, USA. USA said they wanted a champion. They want like, their own champion. Yeah, yeah. But then how do so you think you just draft what the Raw champion off of Roman? How to do it. One, one thing that I'd seen was that they were going to do away with one of the belts that Roman has and bring back a different old title. Big gold. So like, Big Gold was mentioned yes. at one point, but I've not oh, seen anything about Big that gold. for three or four weeks now. A Big Gold, like, I kind of... Because it is a bit Triple H-y, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. think? I got, okay. So you think of Big I Gold. Got, who's the first champion you think of? Old, Goldberg. And then Rick, Rick Flair. Oh, God. <laughs> neither, neither one, please. <laughs> I think Goldberg oh. had some really good matches where he was carrying Big Gold. Geo should tell us about them. Later. Yeah, they're yeah. saying Big Gold, and I'm having like horrible flashbacks of this <laughs> week. I've had As I'm sitting here wearing my Goldberg Who's Next shirt. Yeah, and, and I, I actually watched um, his debut. Saying, listen, you guys keep saying Goldberg, and it's just flashing in Goldberg. my head. <laughs> Goldberg. Field position. Oh, God. All right, we've got one more subject then before we get into that. Obviously, I think it's announced today, actually. Um, NXT UK is going on hiatus. Basically means it's goodbye because I think 205 Live is still on hiatus. Um, and then it's going to grow into NXT Europe with the launch planned for 2023. So do you think, aren't again, coming like into a, that... Aren't they doing like a whole new building and everything too? Yeah, apparently, according to this... Um, Fox News reported, and then WWE confirmed the brand is going on hiatus, um, and the company will launch the NXT Europe next year. 
um, and it will move and reimagine the brand and talent pipeline, focus more on Europe. So um, it does say, though, NXT UK's only brief hiatus is only expected to last a few months. So do you think that that will just be them where they pick a few out, put them in NXT, <clears> call <throat> a few NXT guys up, and, and then that's it? So apparently they're because there are 22 oh, male I, wrestlers I, and 12 female I wrestlers. I see Dempsey going on to regular NXT because A, he's Regal's son, and B, the dude is talented. Mm. I have a feeling that they're going to use this hiatus period to determine who is going, you know, who can they, who is getting over with the American audience um, and to see, okay, are these guys good enough to go up to Maine? Are these guys good enough to stay here on NXT proper? And then whoever isn't that they still want to keep because they're still good workers, keep keep them back over in NXT Europe to, to then flesh out the roster. Yeah, yeah, that's probably... I, like, think, yeah, I think they'll also look at, like, age and limitations. So I found it interesting that Bait came over, but there's not been any talk of Seven coming over. I know that they're not Mustache Mountain right now, but throughout the whole of their WWE run, it's been Bait and Seven and occasionally Pete Dunne. But there's it's no brilliant. talk of Seven coming over at all, but Seven's at that age where he could be a very good coach. So mm. do they keep him there? to coach around Europe, which is something that he could do very well. Um, obviously, Walter came over, became Gunter, but Ginny, his partner, she I, moved over, but she never came over onto I mean, the I roster. Also, I also think they're going to use their partnership with Progress, and while they're on hiatus, the people that aren't being used are probably going to go over there for a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff they can actually do using this that probably... Shawn Michaels and Triple H have wanted to do between the three, probably, and just not got the opportunity. So, may as well just crack on and do it now. But I think it's a very exciting time. WWE have needed, I think, some fresh blood, some fresh ideas. That's nothing, let's not be knocking Vince because I think we only are where we are today with any sort of wrestling because of the work that he's done throughout time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, would never knock that. But you stay long enough to stay the villain, isn't it? It's said in the Batman film. And I think that's what happened with him. Um, fans have changed, attitude have changed. You either die here or live long enough to see yourself that's come the to the villain. That's the saying. And I think that's exactly what happened with Vince, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, and I just think it's mainly because the wrestling community and fan base and expectation has changed, you know? We've changed a lot. You know, I watch quite a lot of old wrestling and it's just not the same as much as I remember it. I just don't want a to see it A lot of people, now, you know? yeah. A lot of people view the the attitude era with rose colored glasses because they remember all these amazing, you know, chain, life changing mat matches and things. But then you you go back and you see, oh, there were these promo segments that That's just awful. were just not like like yes, time time times have changed, lingos changed. Like oh, you you couldn't say that today. Like yeah, that that's fine. But it was just like lots of just bad writing that you thought was better but we were just younger and naive and that's the thing like if you think now so you think attitude era you think of some of the rock triple h matches you think of austin rock but that's nothing that's not that's the same as watching the cody seth series it's just the same as watching triple h rock three times in a row you know like mm -hmm. it's still the same those three matches were all bangers you know cody seth just like i think it was three in a row Triple H and Rock did like Judgment Day when Taker returned and then Backlash, you know, and that was like three in a row. There's no yeah. different, but the undercard of those stuff is just awful, you know, just God damn. You don't want it back. Trust me. Trust me. And, you know, <laughs> over at WCW, they had Goldberg ripping through everything, didn't they, Gio? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Come on. Right. <laughs> Gio. So. <laughs> We were we normally do reviews. He gets pay per view to watch. You know, we, we've expanded. I think he's done a, a TNA one a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was a conversation in the Discord about. I think I put like, what would you rather take a power bomb from Wardlow, the Lion Tamer, oh, Flame Flower from Jericho, or watch twenty four hours of Goldberg? Conversation went to like watching ten Goldberg matches, and it was voted that Geo should watch Gold ten Goldberg matches. So what um, did he do with with his, with all this free 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 time after ten minutes? 
But no, you see, you think they would have made it that easy and been like, ha ha ha, you're just getting a bunch of his WCW stuff. No, these shitbags picked out like the worst ones they could find. All right, let's start at the top. Start at the top. The very first one that was picked. So we did actually get some outside uh, outside votes. Uh, Mastodon picked a couple. Uh, some other people that we know around the wrestling community, they picked a few. Um, it's in the groin, people. Yeah. So the first one, Goldberg versus Steven Regal. <laughs> oh, which, uh, yeah, uh, is not very good. It's uh, one that costs Regal his job. Yeah. And I feel sorry for him, though, because what could you do? Like, uh, someone right. like him. So this was the backstory. This was basically they told Regal to go out there and make Goldberg look good. And Regal was like, yeah, no, he, I'm way more talented than this dude they're throwing their money into who obviously can't wrestle that good. So I'm just going to out-wrestle him. And it literally was supposed to be one of those old Goldberg squashes. And you could tell, like, Regal is putting him in wrestling holds that he can't get out of. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> he, yeah. he was so, he he's. He was selling the moves for him and everything, but Regal was just putting him in holds and looking, making him look really, really green. Yeah, he did look green in that match. I remember. I was a big WCW fan, but yeah, and I was watching that. I'm like, that's the future? <laughs> so, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll change the channel and go back to where I was. Uh, I'm good, but yeah, it was, um, it was terrible. And yeah, and it did cost Regal his job pretty much after that. But I feel a bit sorry for him. What more could you do with someone like that? Like, nothing. Yeah, it, it opened the door for a man's man. <laughs> uh, second one voted in, obviously, was going to be on this list uh, versus Undertaker at Super Showdown 2019. Yeah. It's actually been where, voted Goldberg's worst match ever. intensified because I said, you guys are assholes. I hated this match when I first seen it. I never wanted to see it again, and you forced me to have to watch this for a second and probably final time because I never want to see it again. <laughs> it was. Do you think it was just? It was just too late. You know, it's not even too late. Idiot Goldberg like knocked himself stupid just doing his. I'm gonna headbutt lockers with my face. <laughs> Entrance. Do you know in, in like worst rated matches ever, it comes third? Yeah, it's a clusterfuck. So, yeah, that's and... the third. So, the only matches beating Taker Goldberg at Super Showdown in second place was the Miss WrestleMania Battle Royal in second. And Lee, first was Michael Cole versus Jerry Lawler. <laughs> that, yeah, because. Oh my God. You know what, you, oh no, see, this is where I'm going to say I'm calling bullshit because. That Super Showdown had two of the worst matches because it had that match and then it had that shitty DX match. Yeah. Which, oh, I was the other one. Was the yeah. shitty DX and Brother of Destruction uh, Saudi show. Yeah, that's fourth. That was awful as well. That is fourth. Oh, my God. Then the Bushwhackers versus the Fabulous Rougeos is fifth. I remember that. that so boring. Good Lord. <laughs> I'm getting off this list. I'm, I, we we are giving Geo this God. list. There's Mr. T versus Roddy Piper. There is Bushwhackers and Men on a Mission versus Team Bigelow. Oh, these are bad. Oh, oh these are bad. Oh, <laughs> Diesel versus asshole. King Mabel at SummerSlam. Oh, these are bad. Oh, no. challenge. Yeah, I think oh, so. God. We're getting them, Ted. Uh, right, in third place, which was one suggested to us that I had actually forgot about, um, Triple H versus Goldberg at Unforgiven 2003. Now, the reason I'd forgot about it. So I actually watched this one because I couldn't remember. And <coughs> yes, this one where Triple H wore them horrible shorts. Yes. And like he had like long shorts on. Just didn't look <laughs> like Triple H. That's the one part of my notes that like I wrote in all caps was Triple H biker shorts. Yeah. <laughs> but he wore them because he had a groin injury, I found out. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. He had like those purple biker short things. 
Yeah. Uh, I wrote that commentary was fucking awful because it was the coaches <laughs> out snow because they just beat Jerry Lawler and JR for the commentary rights of pay-per-views and Raws. Wow. I was like, this is shit. I hate it already. Yeah. And Triple H had been champion for 280 days. And it always sucks when they put career uh, on the line. And you're like, you just know what's going to happen. Some of these, you know. Uh, old Triple H and his, uh, his, his shovel ring. Yeah. Very bad. Um, dead voted, obviously, the famous Bret Hart one, which I think everyone's tired of talking about now or hearing Bret Hart cry about. Where do you stand on that? So obviously the match was bad. Do you think Bret Hart is right to have whined as much as he has? Like, I think he's even still doing it this week, wasn't it? Last week. <laughs> I feel like at some point it's just like, yeah, it happened. I feel a way about it. You really want me to talk about this again? No. It, it, I, even, even I think he's, he's, he's sick of talking about it. But like, if it's brought up, a, like, dude lost the ability to do what he loved to do in the ring or lo- loved to do for his career he, because of it. It, was, it was a very this impactful thing we see this is where you put in that the, all, that, that paid for Vince Russo places who booked this shit because it has that awful fucking Canadian screw job finish <laughs> yeah Canadian screw job finish it's the classic Russo. He's like, it worked once, bro. So every time, I'm just going to keep doing it. It literally is like Roddy Piper comes out and rings the bell. Bret Hart says, what the fuck? No. <laughs> it went to the next night where they formed shitty NWO 2000. Speaking uh. of 2000, the fifth match was... Uh, episode of Nitro, Night of April. For this one, too. War Games. Triple Cage I, War Games. Is... Oh, boy. Awful. <laughs> it was. Now, I, again, had forgot about this. So, Kevin Nash was the <laughs> champ, and he pretty much just stood in the doorway, like, the whole match. I don't think he actually did anything. Goldberg yeah. came in last. Went on a bit of a rampage. Vince Russo nailed him with a bat or a chair. And they like handcuffed him to the ropes and then he broke free of that. <laughs> Just like, stop. And then he lost anyway because Bret Hart slammed the door in his face. Oh, it's just, come on. <laughs> we we <laughs> laugh at that at that handcuff spot, but we would pop the fuck out of that if, if we see Wardlow do, do that. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? That is a very fair comment. Imagine now if you saw Wardlow do that, AEW fans would be going crazy. But you watch Goldberg do it, you laugh. I think that's just because of where WCW in 2000 was. Like, it was a mess. Um, (laughs) I did did pop for Sting being in this and wearing a weird-looking ski mask thing because his gimmick at the time was that Vampiro burnt him alive and that he didn't want to show his face. So he just wore like a a ski mask over his head and was like, don't look at me. <laughs> I, yeah, it was, it was awful. It was. Uh, coming in at sixth place, this one was actually suggested by Master Donnie's good self, Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania 20. I was there live. I hated it then and I hate it now. See, but it wasn't a bad match because like the crowd had sort of turned. Do you think because everyone knew they were leaving? Do you think that then they just lost interest? I mean, no, they stunk out the whole wrestle. What am I saying? It was not because one they, interest at all. It, it was bad because they stalled. Yeah. There was so much stalling. Yeah. And I mean, they tried quite to clearly. live it out by putting Austin in it. Yeah, it was quite clearly a match between two guys who didn't want to wrestle that night couldn't be asked they were like we'll leave the fans i'm like just fight already this is the dirtiest oh i was there live and i hated it i saw a a little like like documentary of of that like where, where they were interviewing um Eamon, goldberg and lesnar about that match and they're like every it, it, it 
it, it was the worst kept secret. Everybody knew that they were leaving. No one wanted to be a part of it. No one wanted to see it. And so, like, like, and some some of the things in that match, like, like the 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 cameras caught them or caught them saying like these people let's just fucking go get fucking paid and 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 leave like everyone was on the same page and everyone hated every bit of it you know that was on that wrestlemania but useless information that wasn't even voted the worst match at that wrestlemania do you know so, really yeah so apparently worse than it was the fatal four-way tag thing booker t and rob madame the resistance dudley boys Cade and jindrak victoria versus molly holly was worse the other tag team, Rikishi, Scotty, Too Hearty, Bashing Brothers, APA, World's Greatest Tag Team was worse. And Tori oh, that, Wilson and Sable that, versus was, Miss Chappie yeah. and Stacey Keebler. Apparently all voted of, worse. The state of WWE, WrestleMania 20. Oh. I don't know. The Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Benoit match was decent. And Kurt Angle, Eddie that was that one, wasn't it? No, like, never like, happened. That, that oh, WrestleMania is cl- like, like the, the epitome of the entire encapsulation of the Attitude Era, where people rem- remember it for the great matches that 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 were on it, but forget all the other trash that was on it. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It was yeah. There's a there's a couple of matches, but the rest of it was pretty trash. WrestleMania. Uh, match number seven: New Blood Rise in two thousand. Goldberg versus Kevin oh. Nash versus Scott Steiner. Oh god. Another Vince Russo. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing these, you know, oh, I did the shoot on Hulk Hogan the month before and it got people talking. So I'm going to blur it. I'm going to make it look like everything's a shoot in real life. So they got like Kevin Nash trying to powerbomb him and then Goldberg refuses to take it. And like, ladies and gentlemen, that was supposed to be the finish. Goldberg's refusing to finish, and then he leaves, and he's like, fuck you, Vince Russo! Yeah, yeah. Scott Steiner's got a mask on because he was selling a broken nose. (laughs) Awful! Yeah, it was awful, because that one was so staged. Like, the Hogan one, when you saw it, you felt it had some life to it, you know? Goldberg wasn't even there for the full match! He showed up away with his red tape because they were like... The night before, during the Sturges bike rally, he crashed his bike. <laughs> I will say, one of the worst chair shots I've seen, though, Goldberg to Nash in that match. One of the most sickening. Yeah. The ones that ring with me. You know that you see some chair shots that just stick with you, you know? You're like, yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, that one stuck with me, if you get a chance to see that. There's some moves, like the Sean Spears Cody one, reminded me that actually maybe I don't miss the chair shots to the head. Maybe I'm all right. And the other one with the Bludgeon Brothers, they powerbombed Woods on the stairs. Do you remember that? Oh, mm-hmm. dirty. Bear. Anyway. Dude, that's like the other week where, like, uh, the War Raiders knocked fucking Xavier Woods silly with the shield. And I was like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So this one I, I had forgot about. And then I watched it back. I'm actually going to. I actually want to call maybe that I didn't think this one was as bad as people have said. Um, versus Scott Hall at sold out 99. Taser on a pole. I don't know if it was such a bad match though. <laughs> I, like I quite enjoyed the stun gun thing. Like maybe that's me. <laughs> like I, when I saw it on the list, then I started watching. I'm like, wait, I know this one. I was like, I quite like this one. <laughs> but maybe that just shows that I was a true WCW fan. <laughs> You and me both, Derry. You yeah, and me both. Yeah, yeah. Eighteen-year-old me watching Scott Hall with a stun gun was just awesome. <laughs> well, well, well. There's two different per 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 perspectives for you. I was, I think, six or seven. Wow. I was, yeah. eight, I was eighteen. That's, I was that's, eleven. Thanks, guys. Just keep going. Yep. <laughs> but I actually didn't. This match. There's a lot worse Goldberg matches that you could watch. It was very WCW. You know, Goldberg threw the stun gun, I think, in the air and all couldn't catch it and got speared. It was just, I just, yeah, I liked it. I, I quite liked it. So, <laughs> whatever. That's me. Uh, number nine, uh, another triple threat Goldberg versus Triple H versus Kane, Armageddon 2003. Dude, 
this is just a way for Triple H to get his belt back without having to beat Goldberg. It's yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Kane was in it. Yeah. Evolution came in it, I think. Yeah, it's the ending of Evolution holding up all the belts and rubbing in everybody's face that they basically ran the company. Um, Gio, you know you said this is just a way to do this so that Goldberg didn't get beat. It's bullshit. That, that is just like if you could caption Goldberg's career, you've just done it right there. This is just a way to not have Goldberg lose. Yeah, whatever we do, don't have him lose. What, what could we do to make him surely look good? We'll put Cade in the match. Yeah. That 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 feels like 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 dying last words of 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 a of a uh, of a uh, writer who knows he he's on his way out. We need something to spice up a match. Let's throw Kane into it. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Get the big guy that's scary. Throw him in there. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it was slow. I mean, I think with the way everything slow. was, and- I remember this match very well, and it was a lot worse than slow. The thing that annoyed me is I remember thinking at the time, I mean, I think 2003 was different, but that match had potential to be good. What pisses me off is that they sacrificed Kane, who was in the midst of one of his most great runs, like Mm. unmasked. He's terrorizing and shocking Shane McMahon in the balls and going nuts and beating people up. And they sacrificed him to make Goldberg and Triple H so they don't have to take pins. You know what, the, the only other triple threat match featuring Kane that stands out to me more than this has been worse was um, with Strowman and I think it was Lesnar. Like, come on. Like, it didn't work back then when Kane could still move. Stop. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. God, yeah, that was terrible. But yeah, you're <laughs> right. Like, 2003 at the time, Kane was doing all right. Like, from his money in the bank queen and, like, destroying Rey Mysterio and stuff. Like, that Kane was... The last good yeah, Kane. Yeah, that Kane was good too, but like, oh, three Kane where like he lost his mask and just went on a run and he, they had to put chains on him and give him the old Warlow thing where they're like, you're chained, you wrestle and then you're chained again because you're dangerous. Like, it was really good. He didn't care if you were a heel or a face. He just beat you up because he was angry. Yeah, I think the best one was when he tried to choke slam Goldberg through the table. And it didn't break. Ugh. And you're like, what the hell is that table made of? Like, what is Goldberg, yeah. 280? Like, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, one last one. Uh, Goldberg and versus Bobby. And then we have Bobby. breaking news. Oh, do we? Oh, exciting. Yeah, yeah. Right, let's get this. Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley, SummerSlam 2001. Now, the SummerSlam one, yes, was terrible. But I would say Bobby Lashley got the best match I've seen of Goldberg for many years. At was it the it was at a Saudi show, wasn't it? Then they did the rematch, so. was it? When he beat Bobby Lashley, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, was it? it a, was... Yeah, it was at a Saudi. But yeah, the yeah. SummerSlam one was. Uh, did you enjoy it? We so Geo, you watched the ten. What's the worst for you? The War Games. War Games suck. <laughs> no, was it was the worst because of Goldberg, or was it the worst just because of the match itself? Worst just because a Goldberg is in it and he didn't do much. B the participants and it's just the whole thing fucking sucked. <laughs> no, no. What is the worst match because of Goldberg? Alright, so what was the worst that you've seen Goldberg? Uh, the worst I've seen of Goldberg was definitely Mania 20. Okay. Yeah. Right. Hit me with the I got a little... Oh, God. Um, Sorry, sorry. Before your your breaking was out, I got one little bit of Goldberg fat fact. Go for it. Go on. Goldberg now... As of as of this year, has been a legend act longer than he was in his prime. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh, that says everything I need to know. You know that <laughs> that that that's a start. That is a perfect way to end that. Absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm.
Okay, so um, off the back of the news on NXT UK, the horses are currently being rolled out and put down behind the stable. Oh. Wild Boar has confirmed he is no longer under contract with WWE. Mark Andrews has also confirmed he is no longer under contract with WWE. And oh. Flash Morgan Webster has also confirmed he is no longer under contract with WWE. Ooh. More releases to come throughout the rest of the day. They really are clearing house, isn't it? What you were saying mm-hmm. the stars, they're using this as who's good enough to put in 2.0. If you don't mm-hmm. make it there, you'll dump you back down next year. If you can hang for in 2.0 for a year, yeah, it's proper shuffle time, isn't it? Uh, I understand Wild Boar because they broke up Boar and Primate, so they had really nothing they were gonna they were doing with him anyway. And wasn't Webster and Andrews a tag team as well? Uh, yeah, I think they've had bits of teaming. Andrews, I'm. Um, <laughs> It's Am I surprised? Like he kind of so fell good. off a bit, didn't he, in that hype? But Flash Morgan's been there a long time as well, hasn't he? Um, uh, Mandrews has been there longer. Wow, yeah. Really? yeah, yeah. What the... He was one of the OG the UK one. signings. Yeah, that's a point. He has <clears> been there. Wow. Sad. Right. One last question then. Starters, we asked them last week. You're Triple H. You're allowed three signings only of people that are free. Who are you picking up? Well, wait, wait, agents wait, wait, I'm going to ask those. Yeah, people that are free, who do you expect the three that Triple H would pick up if you was Triple H? I was Triple H, and I had ability to sign three people mm-hmm. are free agents today. First from signing is Tessa Blanch- Blanchard. Because she is, like, regardless of, of, of how of how bad of a person she is outside of the ring inside the ring. She is one of the unmatched talents and give me Charlotte flair versus Tessa Blanchard all day. That would be a fun match. Um, uh, after that bring back Velveteen dream. He is, is a young guy who made some mistakes. Who's an absolute anomaly in the ring. And, and after everything that's come out legally, he is clear of all the of all this shit. You know, mm-hmm. he he was never proven to have done any any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, I think, um, on a personal note, bring back EC three. I mean, yeah, he's getting up there in in age, but uh, dude can can work. He's also a really great teacher, and he's got the creative mind. Dude, you know, started up his own company and was able to negotiate some deals i mean he's he's definitely worth something do them oh yeah no i do i'll take them three answers i wouldn't maybe do ec3 myself but no i can see where your brain went with yeah. i can appreciate that right yeah. Gio, like, like, you gonna go god sorry that's uh, good you guys didn't give me whatever it is i'm supposed oh, no, to no, no, you wait i'm gonna leave it right <laughs> don't you worry <laughs> don't you wait no 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 <laughs> I want to give you the 10 worst matches ever that have been voted, but I might wait a week because we did have a request. But yeah, do you want to know what it is now? Um, You got anything else first? Don't think so. I think I'm good. He's desperately trying to... <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right, what do you got? Right, so someone messaged me and said that they're, we need to go way back. A little oh. bit. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, not so far, but it was it's it's far enough, and it is pretty bad, right? So, it was voted the first. So it was nineteen ninety nine. Oh, and hosted by Dutch Mantel. Oh no, no, <laughs> oh. oh no! I know it's coming. Oh, go ahead. Heroes of oh, wrestling. No. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yes. Uh, a hunk yeah. of garbage. Yes, it's a hunk of garbage. It is. Uh, no! It is disgusting. <laughs> they yeah. The snake pulled off his tits. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, off his nut. They get, I think, the Luke Williams boot, Butch Willer tag match, I think against Iron Sheik and Volkov, got a rating of absolute zero. <laughs> this gem oh. of a fucking card. Uh, I think Brian Alvarez said the match was minus more stars than there are in the universe. <laughs> wow. That's oh, savage. Yeah. Roberts. No, no, staggered. Yeah. 
Right, so um, here's, here's the card. I mean, only 29,000. Yeah, only 29,000 households bought it. Right. Um, Yokozuna, right. before you get to that, Yokozuna was like 760-something pounds and was legit ready to have that heart attack that took him, unfortunately. He looked yeah. bad. But the rest of the I... card ain't much better. So the card was the Samoan SWAT team, Samu and the Samoan Savage. With uh, I think Seeker was there against Marty Janetti and uh, Tommy Rogers. <laughs> oh, uh, Greg Valentine against George Steele. Oh my God! Can you imagine in '99? <laughs> um, Two Cold Scorpio versus Julio Fantastico. <laughs> uh, the Bushwhackers. I think they were known as the Men Down Under at that point against Iron Sheik and Volkov, which, as I say, more minus stars than the universe has. Uh, Tully Blanchard versus Stan Lane. Oh, God. Abdullah the Butcher took on One Man Gang. George Cray. God. He was Akeem as well, wasn't he? Loved Akeem. Akeem and Bossman, one of my favorite tag teams ever, though. Just put it out. Um, Jimmy Snooker against Bob Orton Jr. And then the main event was Jim Neidhart and King Kong Bundy versus a very drunk Jake Roberts and your Yokozuna. It was supposed to be two different matches. But he was way too ballooned off his tits that they made it one match. Yeah, he was so drunk they turned it into a tag match. No. Yeah. You know, this is going to be like the return of me doing Steiner math, and I'm going to have to give you Drunk Jake the Snake promo next week. Oh, God. Oh, no. Why have we done? But yes, I couldn't. Next week, you will get the 10 worst wrestling matches voted ever, but I couldn't oh. skip Heroes of Wrestling. When it was suggested, I was like, We've kept that quiet, <laughs> like so. No one thinks <laughs> about that. <laughs> but it there's is no like I can't excuse myself and be like, "Oh no, no way! I have no access to this because I have access to this because I was a poor sap who actually bought this." You're one of the twenty nine thousand. Yeah, of course you are, Gio. Of course you yeah. are. <laughs> Oh, uh, and it was heavily promoted. Like, it wasn't like they didn't promote it, but no one was interested. Uh, it was supposed it was to be a league. It yeah, was yeah. supposed to be a league, and Blue Battle was going to be the commissioner, and it, this, it was just so bad that they said, nah. Yeah, so people that rejected it coming in, uh, Sid Vicious, Vader, Terry Funk, Mamba Bigelow, Honky Tonk Man, all declined. Uh, Nick... Bockwinkle was meant to be, but he just did not appear. <laughs> the Yokozuna Bushwhackers couldn't uh, all had to refer to former WWE because WWE owned the trademarks. Yeah, it was just it's a mess. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was meant to be Two Cold Scorpio against um, Reckless Youth, that Thomas Carter, but WWE had just signed him to a developmental deal, so he had to be replaced by that fantastic guy. It was, yeah, it was a disaster. It was a disaster. But yes, you enjoy that, Gia. <laughs> jealous. I'm jealous. I'm my little tape drawer here and, you know, get, get it out of the dust off the cobs on it. Uh, that's the thing. So they had the commentator, Gordon, Gordon Soli, as well. And he got diagnosed with throat cancer, but didn't tell anyone. And then people were like, slaughtered him for how bored his commentary was. He had to announce that he had throat cancer and try and ease the abuse. Dude, you literally said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. You said Dutch Mantel in 1999. I knew where you were going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. On that bombshell, I think we may have broken Gia. This may be the the final. He might might actually suggest to watch Insane Clown Posse instead. I'm I'm I am glad I was the guest for the official breaking of Gia. <laughs> yes. Once in a lifetime event. And about that, Stutters obviously streams a lot of WWE content on Twitch. We can find him. What's your Twitch channel? Stutters, give yourself a shout out, sir. It'll be uh twitch.tv slash Colonel Stutters, just how both words are spelled put together. Um we are live uh, every Tuesday night, Friday night, and Sunday morning. Um just take a look at us and we'll yeah. be there. Do, do, because he does like a cage thing. It's just very different yeah, approach. Yeah. Definitely check it M- out. Yeah, MMA and WWE mixed together for a fun interactive universe that uh, that, uh, you don't see anywhere else on Twitch. You don't see anywhere else. It's true. And it's sometimes it's the greatest Sunday morning if I've been up on a Saturday. I put you on and I sit in my chair drinking coffee and I'm just chilling. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what you see, I like... really enjoy watching stutters when I've been down and we've not got in until five o'clock. <laughs> yes, that <laughs> seems to soothe me and my convulsions of Red Bull. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? oh, seems to help goodness. me get to get to normal level. <laughs> I am. I'm glad. I'm very so so sobering, sobering for you yes, all. Yes, you're sobering <laughs> for me. <laughs> right. And on that note, again, thank you so much, sir, and uh, I'll catch you all next week. Yep. Yep. <laughs>